Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Redskins Perspective presented by the Sideline Junkies sponsored by Anchor FM. Got my main man, BJ. What's going on, everybody? Hey, man, you know what? We're kind of lying when we said when we're saying Anchor FM is sponsoring us. They're hosting us. <laughs> hosting us. I'll take that. Yeah, they're, they're hosting us right now. They did sponsor us at one time, but that sponsorship is no longer active. <laughs> well, BJ does the books, so he knows the best. Hey, man, before we dive into stuff, man, I I wanted to let everybody know that was uh, for everybody that's seen my, 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 my video I posted on social media, just talking to some skins for a minute. That was, uh, man, that was hard to do. Man, it's... You would think it was a it would be an easy thing to do just to record a video, but you get tongue tied so many times, and it was a couple of times where my age showed, and I get to a minute mark, and I'm like, man, what was I talking about? <laughs> I just completely forget what I was talking about. I had to start over. So, but definitely look for more videos from my myself and KG. The the goal is to put as much content out, and not just BS content where. We're just talking to talk, you know what I'm saying? We try to be knowledgeable about what we're talking about. Well, not try to be, but I think we, I think we do a hell of a job uh, talking about what we do. And I, I hope y'all enjoy it, man. We, we're going to really bring it the last, the last half of this year. And football season about to cook off. You're going to hear a lot from us, I promise you. Most definitely. But for you to say that that was hard, you made it look easy. I'm sorry. Hey, man, I, don't, I expect – Nothing less from you than than praise and 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 uh, support. So I appreciate it. Like I said, it's only going to get better as time go goes. And uh, you know, I, I just hold myself to, and I hold a podcast to a high standard. You know, we put quality out. So when you you tune in, you're getting some good information. You're having fun with us. You kind of get our feel from. You know, we the the hardest thing to do is translate this from talking round table to now producing a show because that's what we're doing. We have to make sure the noise is just right. Our volume is right. Like right now I'm using my AirPods because I am absolutely tired. I love my headset that we use, but the wire is it's like 35 feet long. And it's just <laughs> and it's annoying as hell. So I, I switched to these. I noticed some of the podcasts have wireless headsets and I think I'm going to go to that next. I uh, just got to do some research, but um, yeah, man, I, I'm having fun, man. I hope everybody else is having fun. And like I said, everybody, I know KG, you know, is ahead of me as far as posting videos, and he's done a hell of a job. So we are, we 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 gonna kick this thing up, man. I I promise you. Well, let's start by kicking it up with a, a little bit more of the post game from last week. Um, Redskins, of course. Lost to the Bengals last Thursday, 23-13. to 13. Uh, Flashes, Dwayne Haskins looked pretty good. 7-14, mm-hmm. 114 yards in the touchdown. Uh, Case Keenum yeah. didn't get very many passes. He only threw seven passes, three of seven, 52 yards. Um, Jalon McClendon, who they had to pick up because already – uh, Josh Woodrum, who was going to be the third quarterback this year, possibly even the backup, uh, is out with a torn pet. So they had to pick up Jalon McClendon, and he was two for two for 12 yards. 
But you know what was frustrating and and and, and I, I don't understand the the skins and, and Jay Groom because you know last year when Alex Smith went out, everybody of course everybody when a quarterback goes down, the whole league is looking around and like, hey, are you gonna sign Colin Kaepernick? And the thing was, no, we're not gonna sign Colin Kaepernick. We're gonna go with Mark Sanchez because he knows this system better. So Last year, you had a quarterback by the name of Josh Johnson, which I thought on 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 such short notice and having to to, to learn and, and 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 take over a team, I thought he did a really good job. I really thought he did a good job. So I I don't understand, and I know the plan was, but to see, here's the thing: I know the plan was to have Colt McCoy, Case Keenum, and Dwayne Haskins be your, your number your three your three QBs, but. Why not bring Josh Johnson in for camp? Well. Because, uh, KG, what frustrates me is they knew this whole time that Colt McCoy's leg wasn't ready to go. This isn't something new. This isn't something that just, man, where did this come from? True. Now, what happened with Josh Johnson is he was supposed to come back for uh, mini camp and OTAs, but he had surgery on his ankle, so he wasn't able to to, to compete. Then uh, Baltimore called him, and he went in for a workout with Baltimore, and Baltimore was ready to sign him. But that's when uh, RG three went down with um, what did he do? He broke his hand, he broke uh, broke his thumb or something like that. But it was gonna keep him out of action for a couple weeks, and he turned him down. And said, no, this is not the right situation for me. Because he kind of sort of knew once RG3 came back, he was going to be back on the street and not the backup to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Back on August 10th, he signed with the Detroit Lions. So that means he, he's been available. Yeah. He, he's available. And it, and the surgery, obviously the surgery he had on his ankle was minor. Right. But he, he doing, doing a training camp, the early parts of training camp, and OTAs, he wasn't available because he was recovering. And, and I don't want to sit here and seem like Josh Johnson was going to be the the key to a winning season. I'm just saying. It was a big stink made out of people knowing the playbook. So if you already taught somebody the playbook, and, you know, we know we know Josh Johnson is not, you know, a le- legitimate starter in this league. One, he hasn't got the chance. Mm-hmm. You know, two, two, he's a journeyman at this point. So – why not keep him around? You, my thing is with all of the injuries this team has had over the last two. Let's just go two seasons. I would bring in four um, QBs. I would bring in at least a backup for every position on the offense, a, a, a extra backup. So I would bring in at least three tackles. With, no, I'm sorry, six tackles, six tackles, six guards, and two centers. And and then the guards and the and the tackles have to be, uh, they have to be universal guys. They have to be able to play both. I can't. This I think that the unless you're really good at what you do, like your name is Von Miller or Khalil Mack, I think specialists where you you just do one thing good, especially on offensive line, that's kind of dead weight. And there's only a few guys that can you know are you know run blocking type guys like the first. You name the kind of mine it, it, because I follow Buffalo was incognito. He's a run blocking guard. That's what he does. 
You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and he's good at it. Even though he's a he's an a hole, you know, he's good. He's good at that. So it's just like you bring some guys in that can play tackle, guard, uh, guard, center. You bring some. So if you have some energy and, and things go down, you can move things around. Now they brought in an extra tackle. It just happened to be one of the worst tackles in the history of football, and I don't understand why he's still on the team. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand why Eric Flowers still has a job. Same reason why Nathan Peterman still has a job. Nathan Peterman. I don't know, understand why he has a job. I really I, – I, I just can't get over it because you are what you are. And at this point, this man is uh, – Eric Flowers' first-round pick. And it's like, yeah, he has the body. He has the, the build. But it's just something not there. And he's going to get somebody hurt. And you know what? That's funny you say that because looking at Donald Penn – and uh, Eric Flowers, <sighs> those guys are built like absolute studs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, Eric Flowers is six six three thirty, but he can't move. Can't move. And Donald Penn is he he's he's serviceable, but he's a he's an older guy now. It's just right. Like you're not getting. You're not getting. What is he? Thirty six. Thirty six. You're only going to get 36. maybe two seasons. I, bro, I, you might get a season out of him because you're gonna. You're unfortunately, if Trent Williams isn't back, which we pretty much, I feel like, and I think you, you, I think you, you've seen in, in Drunk the Kool Aid that ship has sailed. So you figure Donald Penn is gonna be starter week one left tackle. The Eagles is going to eat that alive. I promise you. Because on, on promise the, you on the left side you have Donald Penn at tackle. And now you have uh, Eric Flowers at guard on the left side. Now, that's not saying that that's going to be the opening day starter because Garon Christian could be your left tackle and Wes Martin could be your left guard because they said Wes Martin looked very, very good in training camp. And Garon Christian, who's working back from injury, might be able to play like the player that he was pre-injury, which he was pretty good. So that's not your only only hope there, but and uh Garon Christian, he he's this is only his second year. He missed last year. He missed last year because of uh injury. But he's six six three fifteen. Twenty two years old. So a nice nice young horse. Right. So and he's had time to study film. And really worked. And he came back. He was heavier last year before the injury. He worked and lost weight and got down. They say he's more agile than he was when he came out of the draft. And he was a third-round pick. Well, I'm going to say this before we dive into preseason game number two versus the Bengals. If Eric Flowers ends up starting on this offensive line, you might as well come out with four offensive linemen and see if you can put an extra receiver on the field. <laughs> I'm laughing because I agree. Now, see, when we when they signed Eric Flowers, I tried to find the beauty in it instead of just saying, "Well, why are they doing this?" I tried to find the beauty and say, "Okay, maybe they're going to do with him what they did with Brandon Sheriff and move him to the inside." And Brandon Sheriff couldn't play right tackle in his league because everything was a lot faster. They said, "Hold on, move him to the inside," and look what happened turned him into one of the best guards in the league. 
and they and they try to do that with flowers, and it's just like it's just the boy doesn't have it. No, it, it, it's he it, it just does not have it, man. And it's I don't know why this this team is like they they put all in in the wrong people. The the, the the Paul Richardson sign. It's just like this man hasn't played a full season ever. No. Ever. Why why are we giving why are we giving him this contract and this money? Now he has a quadriceps injury. I think he's supposed to try to get some work in preseason, but it's it's just a list of players I have in my head that it's just time to cut ties with. And and I feel like they're holding the team back. I can realize if we just talking about offense, Paul Richardson, Samaj P. Ron, Josh Doxson, Eric Flowers, Trent Williams to a degree, because now you got to figure out what to do with him. And a, 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 a silverback, if you're listening, that I didn't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying that, you know, they got to they got to figure that out. They got to figure that out. They, and it's time to if the Patriots, like I say, I think. Whatever the, the case may be, whatever, you know, beef is between him and the Redskins, I think they at least owe him to trade him where he wants to go and not call, not call Detroit and send him to Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. So I know you want to talk about one Trent Williams in a certain situation, so I'm going to let you fire away. Well, before we jump into that, um, defensively, the Redskins look pretty good Thursday night. Uh, I liked it. Yep. Jimmy Moreland had five tackles. That's the people's corner, the ball hawk. Uh, Josh Harvey Clemens was flying all over the place, four tackles and three assists. My man Troy Apke, who I'm I'm looking for a lot out of this season. Now, hopefully they go to a couple uh, three safety sets where he can get on the field a little bit more. He had four tackles. Um, John Bossy got his nose in on two. DRC was in on two. Marcus Flowers in on four. You know, they were looking pretty good. Then Monte Nicholson had the pick return for a touchdown. So that's mm-hmm. pretty good. That, that is pretty I, good. I You look at this unit, and I know it's preseason game number two, but they look quick. They reacted really, really good. I like what I saw. And, I, I know, we don't have anything else to talk about because they added new pieces. You know, the circumstances last year dictated – a lot of why the defense was, you know, middle of the pack. And, and I talked about that a little bit in, 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 in the video I put out. But the defense has a, a really good ceiling to be something special, especially with the front seven. And, you know, if Montez Sweat comes in here and, and can rush the passer from the opposite side of Kerrigan, you're talking about, you're talking about a, a unit just front seven that it's going to be held to to deal with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's exciting to think about it. It's exciting to, to think of what can come on in the field, but it's just offensively. Yes. It just does not look like – it looks like you're going to go into this season, uh, uh, Jay Gruden style, where this team is just not – they can't move the ball. And – um and, and I think it's a couple of factors. One, Dwayne Haskins isn't ready to start at quarterback right now. Say that a little bit louder for those that are ready to give him the keys to the Maserati. It's not a Ferrari. It's not, not that high class yet. But they're ready to give him the keys to the six-speed Maserati. 
Well, let, let me break it down a little bit so people can understand what I'm saying. Dwayne Haskins is the future. He has a ceiling where he could be a great quarterback because you can see the arm, you can see the deep touch. But right now, I think that if you – and I've seen people talking crazy, like I'd rather win four games and let Dwayne Haskins start the whole season. It's like, huh? The, the, the objective is to win games. And right now, we talked about this many a podcast ago. I said that Case Keenum with Adrian Peterson and potentially Darius Geis, depending on, you know, what, you know how, how quick Geis can get up to full speed. Then you got Chris Thompson in the backfield. If you get a healthy Jordan Reed and you could get some hungry dogs, and you know, Cam Sims, Trey Quinn, Davis, if you can get some of them hungry dogs that want to play and you can get rid of Josh Doxson, you can get rid of the Paul Richardson's of the world where you don't know if they're going to play. Well, you, you know what you're getting out of Doxson, which is nothing. Uh, Paul Richardson, you know, you don't know if he's going to be on the field or not. K- Case Keenum, he's already showing you what he could do in Minnesota with a, a, a better unit. He's a game, He's a, a little bit over a game manager. He can make some throws. He's a vet. He's not going to get rattled. And it, it, I think the offense, would, combined with that defense that could potentially be a good unit, a top 10 unit, you could see a 9 to 10, nine to 10 win out of it. It's going to be a grind. This is not going to be an easy 9 to 10 win season. I'm, right. saying, that's, I'm saying that's the ceiling. I think if, 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 if this is a successful season, I think it's 10 and 6. Wild card. Heavy running game, Jordan Reed eating people up, and you you see what you you get out of your new receivers because you know somebody has to emerge. That unit doesn't have a number one, but to put Dwayne Haskins one, he's not mentally ready. He, he's not mentally ready to go. The arm is ready, and I'm not questioning the arm, but the, and his cast. You got to you got questions at offensive line. Uh-huh. Um. I, and I just think overall, Case Keenan would be the better manager of that situation because he's went against the best with New Orleans and, and Green Bay, and he's seen this. So you're going to get hit with a left and a right hook week one and week two in Philadelphia week one, Dallas here week two. Those are two right. Those are two Mike Tyson uppercuts. You can say what you want about Dallas. You can say what you want about Philly. They division rivals. Those are the cream of the crop, and especially with Dallas uh, loading up with Amari Cooper, and we don't know what the situation is with Zeke. But if you want to win and you don't want to ruin Dwayne Haskins, because there's a lot more to what I want to say, but I don't want to say it because it's you're going to – I think he's going to start off the wrong way, kind of like Jason Campbell. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't – I just don't feel like they're – I don't know how to say it without stepping on toes. I just don't think that coaching staff is the coaching staff to prepare Dwayne Haskins for an NFL career. But now you can say that on many different levels because who's to say this coaching staff is actually going to be there after this season? And, but, see, I don't, under, I don't understand it. I don't understand that talk because – Jay Gruden, they say he's on the hottest of hot seats. Yeah, he's, those, he's got the worst odds of retaining those, his job. Those are the reports, but what are you going to replace him with? 
because the last coaching search, Jay Gruden wasn't the first option. Nobody wanted to come here. That is true. That is absolutely so, true. So what are you going to replace him with? I've already said personally, Jay Gruden, he's a, a he's not the bottom of the pack coach, but he's he's the middle bottom. He's the middle bottom, like 15 to 22. And I might be generous with 15. Let, let me move that back to them. Let's say 19 to 28. And I can what? bring you I can bring you stats to prove it because his office has been like last year, bottom of the pack. And I know Alex Smith got hurt. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, this person got hurt. But we go in, we've gone into Jay Gruden seasons where this team looks like they just walked off the bus, no preseason, anything, and they're not prepared to play. You go watch Hard Knocks right now. It's a clip I showed KG. And I told him, that right there, that, that John Gruden, Jay doesn't, that's, a, that's two different people. Jay doesn't have that in him. It's like when John Gruden talked, and we talked about John Gruden before, he was given a Super Bowl. Tony Dungy allowed him to win a Super Bowl. They fired Tony Dungy. He took over an already built team. John Gruden hasn't done anything since. Not one thing. He's not won another Super Bowl since Tony Dungy basically handed him the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, fired Dungy, and they handed him the keys to an already manned ship. That's like you getting in your car in the morning, it's already warmed up. And it's 20 night, negative 20 outside. Mm-hmm. So, John Gruden, I'm just not impressed. He basically got a lifetime contract with the Raiders, but that's a whole different story. But him and his brother are two different people. Okay, John has a little bit. John has that. John Gruden, I would say, at his best, his ceiling, he's probably one of the top 15 coach. He can play chess with you, and that's what it's about. He can play chess. He can adjust. He understands how to motivate. And I, I think that's what Jay's missing. So I I feel like this is Jay's last hurrah, but it's just you can go make excuses for him. Uh, he, he, quarterback got hurt last year. He hasn't had a healthy Jordan Reed. They haven't had a number one receiver. I mean, when he had Kirk Cousins, Kirk, they were what, what was the, the passing offense? Top, what, 10? Yeah. Because Kirk threw so, four thousand dollars at every year he was a starter. So yeah, and, and and to all you, oh, Kirk Cousins is a bum. You go back, go look at Kirk Cousins' stats with nothing here but Jordan Reed. Even before Jordan Reed, he didn't really have much. To I I, I, I clearly remember him a, a, a Monday night game in Kansas City a couple seasons ago, throwing to Josh Doxson in the end zone and somebody dropping the pass. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, I do. Because, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, you called me right after that play and said, how the hell did he drop that? So, yeah. I mean, we can talk about risk and stuff all day. Kirk Kirk, should have got paid. There should be no Dwayne Haskins, Case Keenum here. There should be a number eight Kirk Cousins. Okay? When you have a top ten quarterback in the league, you retain said top ten quarterback in the league, and you go find – said quarterbacks and weapons. I mean, I don't understand I don't understand why people can't see that. When you do something with nothing, 
I mean, you got you got of course you got the the Pro Bowler Jordan Reed. You got all pro, all world Jordan Reed when he's healthy. And that's enough just to open up the offense, but just to have a pure passer when so many teams are looking for that. Because it's if you count when it's only five or six teams with a legitimate shot at winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you could count, you can count these teams. Let's say Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, uh, Drew Brees. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Who? who? Did you, you did you get Philip Rivers in there? Uh, no, I <laughs> and, didn't. I did. I didn't, and I'm not going to because I don't. I I don't feel like the Chargers ever. They already down, and, and it's not Philip Rivers' problem. Derwin James is already hurt and going to be out for a while. It's like they go through this every year and 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 in charge in charge land. So, but let's just go with those four. I mean, who who else? I mean, I'm trying to think. Oh, the Eagles, and I, I'm not going to say the Eagles because of Carson Wentz. I'm saying because they have an overall good team. They have an overall good team, so you know they have a shot. Uh, the Rams, mm-hmm. the Rams, Jared Goff. Who's who the Rams? Uh, Jared Goff, and he's not the best. He, they, I think, they're more of having a better team around him, and and Sean McVay working well. Ben Roethlisberger, I, I don't know how I forgot about Big Ben. I know Jimmy <laughs> hate that, but Big Ben, Big Ben. So with Andrew Luck, he's that type of quarterback, but I don't think they have a good enough team. So I noticed I didn't say the Redskins, I didn't say the Cowboys. Yeah, even though the Cowboys, I think, you know, if they get Zeke back. That's a formula for winning. They got a good defense. They got a weapon in Amari Cooper now. So, and they got Jason Wooden back, who who probably right now runs the 40 in seven seconds, but he's going to get open yep. every time. So, but uh, I know we off track a little bit. What what we need to come back to? We need to come back. All right, let's bring it on back down. Now, a proposed trade, not, this is hypothetical. I've seen it several times. I had it sent to me. Appreciate that, Kevin M. Uh, to appease Trent Williams, the trade was trade straight up Trent Williams for Jadavian Clowney. And my question is: Is it a good trade or a bad trade? Go ahead, BJ. It would be a great trade for the Texans. My thing is here. Here, I don't know if it's just a Washington thing, a homegrown thing. We don't grow our own players for nothing. He just drafted Montez Sweat in the first round. Who's to say he's not going to be the next Clowney? But why would you want him to be the next Clowney? That's the first. Davion Clowney has done what since he got into the league? I mean, he's he's a force. He's a force. I mean, you know, he's definitely somebody that has to be reckoned with. If he if he was to come here, you would instantly have to worry about him. You know, no question about it. Like Montez, what I understand, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know about his health issues, his coachability. I know that was some of the things that were in question when he mm-hmm. was drafted. But yeah, you, I mean, the Texans, Trent Williams, left tackle, they already have offensive line issues, so that would solidify the left right. and the left side. So, but but then the, here's the second thing: 
Clowney's looking hey, for a exactly. contract. Said Redskins, said Redskins only have $11 million in cap space. And they have a lot of people that's going to be in line in a minute to get new contracts. Don't forget Jonathan Allen and Payne on rookie. Are they on this? They yeah, but they're not up this year. You got. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You have to. When, what do I say all the time? When you're a good GM, you, you can't plan for just right now. You have to plan for the future. Okay? If you're going to have this immaculate front seven with, with Payne, Allen, Ioannidis, he already got paid. Kerrigan, Sweat. Let's say Sweat turns out to be a sack machine. Okay? So. If he turns out to be a sack machine, why you're not even giving him a chance? No, you're not. You're not giving him a chance to work. You're bringing in another problem because you said it. You you already said it. If the Texans won't pay him, that's your red flag right there. Why aren't the Texans? If if he's so good, if the Texans think he's good. Why aren't the Texans paying him? That's what you have to think about. Why are they trying to dump their trash? Why? You have, you have to, of course, you're not going to find out just like Pittsburgh knew about AB. Pittsburgh is sitting back laughing their asses off right now. They cannot believe they got Oakland to take that trade. Everybody, even everybody on the sideline is like, man, AB for a third and a fifth? Is Pittsburgh crazy? <laughs> and now you see this this dude is absolutely loony. This is something wrong with AB and Mike Mayock. You can see in the interview he did, he's absolutely frustrated and flabbergasted with AB. Gave him all, basically an ultimatum. You either all in or you're and you all out. Agree. But back to the Trent. Yeah, I agree too. But back to the Trent Williams thing. It's just work something out with the Patriots. Get some draft picks. Because, you know, I know it's like the the more you hold on to them, I don't know if that's going to hurt or help because the you know, team's going to be like, look, I know he don't want to play for y'all. He go a fifth. Take it or leave it. But right now, teams want him. So stop playing. Stop playing hardball. The man doesn't. If the man doesn't want to play, the man doesn't want to play. Don't don't hurt your image. You know, finding him and taking back his pay and this, that, and the other. I know he, you know, has some issues in Washington, but like I said, you're talking about potentially a Hall of Fame. Ain't no potentially. His Hall of Fame resume is written, and he's mentioned in the same breath with Jason Peters, who's a Hall of Fame left tackle. Those are your your, your two forces at left tackle are him and Jason Peters. And, uh, uh, geez, I can't never remember the the brother's name down in uh, Dallas. Uh, uh, damn it! Of course I can't. But the, the uh, Dallas, okay, I, I ain't quoting no Dallas. <laughs> the Dallas tackle, I can't remember his name. Uh, I never can remember his daggone name. But anyway, but to trade him, Lyle Collins. Lyle Collins, there you go. To there trade go. for uh, uh. Oh no 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 no. That's the right time. You talking about Tyron, Tyron Smith? Smith. I, I'm, I just pulled up the, the roster. Yeah, I was like Smith, Smith, Tyron Smith. So when you said Collins, the other name popped in. I was like, no, no, no. They have somebody, somebody else. But yeah, I, I know exactly. But what you're sue me. About. I don't. I don't really keep up with uh, Dallas like that. I hate Dallas. But 
Sure, sure you do. You probably sitting over there in your Dallas socks with your Dallas cologne on. Wow. Fronting for the Redskins. Wow. Actually, actually, I have on Stewie from Family Guy socks. Thank you very much. And I have Polo Red on. Actually, that's that's pretty pretty decent there. I bet you can't beat beat the uh, the Meesey socks I have. Oh, I'm coming over your house to steal your socks. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sideline junkies. The one thing you you'll learn about BJ and KG sock game. And for me, my 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 shirt game is is better than what you got. Yeah. For now. You. For now. I, for now. I promise you. I still got a Dragon Ball Z T shirt that you still ain't got your hands on yet. Uh, it's it, it's okay. It, it, we still got a whole bunch of time left. It's, it's plenty of catching up to do. But so, real quick, Jadavian Clowney, his twenty seven his twenty seventeen season was his best season. He started all sixteen games. He had uh fifty nine tackles. That was combined nine and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and three fumble recoveries. Okay. Great. He even scored a touchdown. Now, last year, he started 15 out of – four. I'm, I'm sorry, 14 out of 15 games, only had 47 tackles and nine sacks. I'm, that's not what I expect from a – this is what you're doing when you're on the other side of J.J. Watt. You're not even putting up double-digit sacks. And he was franchise tag. So he would have to sign a contract to come here to an extension because th- he has no contract, basically. He's being paid fifteen million, clearly almost sixteen million for this season coming up. And you think I want that type of headache? Nah, I'm good, bro. And I really do mean that. But since we're talking about the Redskins, nah, Slim, I'm straight. <laughs> that, that's just how I feel. Yeah, it's 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 interesting that that, like I said, that came up. Like I said, it would be beautiful for the Texans. But my thing is, the issue. I think the Redskins defensively. They're, they're where they're going to be at. You get to see you, get, you see what Jeremy Moreland do. I think uh, Pro Football Focus had Greg Stroman rated the highest uh, graded player on the Redskins that that Bengals game. I think he was at eighty something uh, as far as that proficiency. I guess that's what it is. So, but Stroman, Moreland, you get to see what your young boys can do because I I actually and I know this is going to be unpopular opinion because. You know, it seems like Josh Norman has been used wrong here. He definitely hasn't been lived up to the contract, but I would cut him. I I really would. I would cut him and save that money and start because you got to you got to start putting in your young horses to figure out just like this receiving core. You have to figure out what you have so you know what to go. They like I said, the Redskins had the best draft of the twenty nineteen teams. Probably the best draft, you know, but at the same token, now you, you have some, I don't want to say dead weight. You, actually, you do have a couple guys that are dead weight. And you have to, it's time to let them go. It's time, it, it, good teams know when to cut players. Know when to get rid of players. If you're not producing, the Patriots do it all the time. You got to go. If, you, if you're not producing, I don't care what your name is, you got to go. You know, so no, I, I'm I'm with you, but for different reasons. I feel like that they should be trading for offensive help. If 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 it's a true receiver out there that they can grab, 
that you know that would help them, and you know if like if like maybe a certain team is stacked with two or three really good receivers and they need a left tackle, yeah, go get your receiver that can. Help How healthy you. is Dez Bryant? Yeah, he looked like he's working out. But I, I, I know uh, what's in, uh, the Saints don't, wanted him back. I think the Saints did might want to try him back. But I know Dez Bryant would absolutely love to play Dallas twice yeah. a year. Absolutely love to play Dallas twice a year. And then what is it going to hurt to bring him in to see if he is healthy? Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know what his timetable was. Like, you know, I follow him on Instagram. He looked like he was doing some workouts. I don't know if he's ready to get on the horse yet and, and get contact yet. I'm not sure. So, but, yeah, it's, you know – it's, it's a couple of options, you know, to 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 solidify that receiving core. Because, like I said, it's the I think that's the biggest question mark on the team. It, because I mean, I would say the offensive line, but you got your horses on the offensive line: Morgan Moses, Sharif, Sheriff, um, Ruye. You got you got three three out of five. All right, you got it. You're gonna have to. You may have to patchwork depending on who's healthy, who's available. But I think the biggest question mark on this team, and I'm not even going to say quarterback, because I, for me, week one, Case Keenum's the starter. That, that, that's Agreed. what it is. There is no question mark with him. That, it, it, just, it just is what it is. Dwayne Haskins, yes, he looks good and he shows flashes, but he's not ready. Now, could that change week five, week six? Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm not talking about he has to sit out the whole season, but I'm talking about right now, if you're trying to win as a, a, a the Redskins, you case Keenum, case Keenum. Let Adrian Peterson run people over. Let Darius guys come in, run people over. Bring AP and Chris Thompson or, or a, a back and a, a, a shotgun, two back backfield, and let, and let them figure out what you're gonna do. You run the uh, RPO to um, Adrian Peterson. Get one of the receivers open. I'm telling, it's a it's a recipe for disaster if you're playing the Redskins. If it's done, yeah. it's a recipe for disaster. I'm telling you, AP looks good. AP looks good. AP looked like if everything fall right, AP looked like he might even get 1,500 yards this year. Call him the, age, the ageless wonder junior because he don't look like he's aged at all. A- absolutely not. Yeah, that that run he broke off, I'm like, yeah, a, a, AP is, is AP. You ain't got to worry about AP. You don't have to worry about that. So, um, like I said, it's potential there. So, I just don't understand the talk of people willing to sacrifice the season for Dwayne Haskins to start. Because you just – everybody's not the same. That could hurt us. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of making sure he's fully ready to go. And I know this name is going to make people cringe, but this right here is when you need Jim Zorn as a quarterback coach, not the head coach. Man, not the Dude, head coach. I've been saying that. I'm talking about as a quarterback coach. I've, but you know that that bridge is burned. He's not going to come no, back here. But you you need somebody. No, coach, no, he's I'm coaching sorry. in the XFL. But I've been saying that for. Three years. Everybody tells me, "Oh, you crazy! How many quarterbacks? Is, how many? How many people are picking up the phone to go to him?" I said, "It's because nobody knows what he's capable of doing." 
If you look at the best seasons of Jason Campbell's career, he was coached by Jim Zorn. Joe Flacco's best season statistically, he was coached by Jim Zorn. He took Matt Hasselback and turned him into an elite quarterback for two seasons and took him to the Super Bowl, yes, coached did. by Jim Zorn. And Matt, Hass- and Matt Hasselback disappeared off the face of the earth after that. It's just like, but it's, it's you got to look at what things for, for what it is. Some people aren't made to be head coaches. It just can't handle. It's a difference between coaching your unit, quarterback, receivers, then, then they handle a whole everybody, not just 53 men. Now you got coaches underneath you. You got to get reports from special teams. If you're an offensive support coach, you don't care about defense. Okay, especially if you got the right dude on defense. Like you, y'all do y'all. If, you, if I'm if I'm an offensive guy and I got Marvin Lewis running the defense, coach, you do your thing. You, we're talking the, the main meeting. But, yeah, just let me know what, what y'all doing. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way it you, used to be. That's, that's, why you, that's, how you, that's why you have to have the right people, the right people around you. So we, we have to see if this year the Redskins are able to prepare and come out the gate swinging and able to make adjustments at halftime. Two things that crippled them in the Jay Gruden era, period. Can they, if they can do these things, this is a lot of ifs. If they can do these things, then we're talking about, you know, pushing the envelope. Because right now you're behind Dallas, you're behind the Eagles. That's just, that's just real tall. So I know, let's, 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 let's put the mothership back in neutral. Let's come back down where we need to go to. Well, next. We're going to wrap it up real quick with uh, Redskins Nostalgia. All gas, no breaks tonight. Um, for Redskins Nostalgia, 1983 Redskins. That season saw one of the most dominant performances regular season by a Redskin team prior to 91. Uh, this team finished 14-2. and two. Mind you, they were your reigning and defending Super Bowl champions. Uh Oh, 83. 83? They won in 82. Yes, they were. They won in 82. No, they lost to the Raiders in in 82. No, no, they they lost to the Raiders in 83. That was the 83 season. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, all right. But this dominant team scored 541 points with a plus 209 point differential, which was the best in the league, and 541 was the NFL record for what 15 years to 1998 till uh that wonderful wonderful Vikings team beautiful and you you were saying a prolific offense until 91 that was we're talking about prolific offense in the history of the yeah. league not just the 91 team the Super Bowl you're talking about the Super yeah. Bowl team yeah we're not not we're talking about in the history of the NFL you had the uh, unanimous MVP in Joe right. Biden. Uh, you had uh, Riggins, fourteen eighty three, running on the ground, tw- set a record with twenty four rushes, which stood for twelve years. Okay, that's twelve years. And see, this is why people get so upset and 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 get and grinding gears when these guys, like you know, uh, certain guys on these teams that were a part of these teams, aren't in the Hall of Fame. So it's just like. 
it's so many people still that wore this uniform that still do that call to Canton. And it's just, it's just so infuriating that you have to even keep talking yeah. about this. But so. I, I believe wholeheartedly because not just this season, but the 80s alone, because the, the prototypical offensive line was modeled after the Hogs. Short guys yep, that could be that were powerful and could pull and do this and do that, but they blocked up front. But not only were the Redskins good on offense at 83, they were amazing on defense. A plus 43 turnover margin. They had 61 <laughs> takeaways. Like you don't see that anymore. And they were the first team yeah. since the merger in 1970 to have 60 more 60 or more takeaways. Um, they had an amazing season. I mean, they stumbled out of the gate, lost to the Cowboys 31-30, but then reeled off one, two, three, four, five straight wins before they had that showdown on Monday night in Green Bay where they lost 48-47, one of the best Monday night football games ever. Then they just reeled them off after that. They won every game after that and go to the playoffs, uh, divisional round, 51-7, smashed the Rams. Here at RFK, get to the conference championship and beat the 49ers 24-21. But then when they get to the Super Bowl, that's when the floor and the bottom of the whole season fell out. Is that the uh, Marcus Allen running everywhere? Yes, sir. <laughs> and one story that was told about that game, it was right before halftime. Now, mind you, they had beat uh, – this was the – what were they, the Oakland Raiders? No, they were the L.A. Raiders then. They had beat the uh, I think so. The Raiders in week five, 37-35. And they had ran this play called Rocket Screen to Joe Washington. And Joe Washington took it and went like 78 yards to set up a touchdown. So it's right before halftime. Offense is struggling. Joe Theismann comes to the sideline. Joe Gibbs says, Rocket Screen. Joe Theismann says, are you sure? He said, Rocket Screen. He went to go say, Are you sure again? Joe Gibbs looked at him and said, Run it. <laughs> and that particular time, they took uh, and had an older linebacker. Um, give, give me one second. I have his name in a second. I, I don't know why I don't remember his name. Uh, Jack Squirit. Waiting, sitting on Joe Washington. So Joe Washington went out for the screen. Joe Theismann went to drop it off. Jack Squirrick picked it off, gone five yards for the touchdown. The Raiders went into at halftime, four, I'm sorry, 21 to three. So at the half, this game was over. And hey, you know what them playing in a regular season reminds me of? It reminds me of another powerhouse juggernaut team that was offensively just out of this world. And they played their their Super Bowl opponent in the regular season and won. And we're talking about the Patriots and the Giants. Uh-huh. And the Giants, and, and I talk about this all the time. When you play good coaching, when you play good coaching, all you need, oh, or if you're just a good strategist, all you need to do is see something one time, and you're like, you're not going to get me with it again. We'll be ready. We'll be waiting for it next. Exactly. Time. And the same thing. The same thing the Raiders did. We're going to wait for it next time. Yeah, yeah, y'all offensive powerhouse. You know, y'all got this one. 
But we're going to be ready for y'all next time. And we're going to study this, and we're going to put it to y'all. And the same thing the Giants did. The same thing the Bills went through with the yeah. Giants. The same, uh-huh. the same exact – y'all not going to – we're not going to – all we need to do is see this one time. And we're going to shut this down. And you know something? It's not, not to harp on your Bills, but the Bills went through it uh, against the Cowboys – it was uh, yep. they were doing stock footage and you know doing interviews and they kind of picked up the shovel pass that Jim Kelly was doing to Thurman Thomas and Jimmy Johnson was yep. watching TV and he's seen it, so he started preparing for it. The TV crews inadvertently gave away your game plan. And but but, but what's the what's the common denominator in what we're talking about? We're talking about top tier yeah. coaching. We're talking about, like, just that's one of the things if you're watching TV, like Jimmy Johnson be walking through the room, he'll look at the TV and the screen will still be there and he will, like, backtrack to the to the screen and be looking over at the TV like, oh, yeah? Did I, okay, all I needed to see was that and I caught on to what you're doing. That's just, that's just coaching, yes, man. It's just Hall of Fame coaching. Yeah, yeah you're not, you're not going to be you're not gonna let we're not gonna let you do this. We're not gonna let you do this. And then you got people like if I had to make an NBA comparison to Marv Levy, he is uh Mike D'Antoni, where I got this scheme, but if somebody puts some tax in the road, it, it's gonna flatten the tires. And I don't have any I don't have any comeback for it. That's it, the car's gonna stop. <laughs> And it's the same thing with D'Antoni go through as Marv Levy went through. I'm getting to these coaches that are just completely out coaching me. Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick. Yeah. And they Gibbs. Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick, they conceded to the run to stop the pass. Mm-hmm. But they didn't But they know they no, go ahead. No, no, no. no I was gonna, gonna say they didn't catch on to it until after the first half, and it was like late in the fourth quarter when they finally caught, caught on to it. Thurman Thomas could have ran you know wild. Why? You know why? Because they were stubborn in what they wanted to do. They wanted to air it out. And the Giants knew that. <laughs> they wanted to put it in the air. They wanted to be pretty. The Giants were willing to win it ugly, and they did. Yeah. And the Cowboys... And and the thing is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The Cowboys watched that those those Super Bowls. The Cowboys watched that. Oh, okay. That's the same team. Minus a, a piece here and there. The core mm-hmm. is the same. Kelly Kelly Thomas Reed. It's, the core is the same. Yeah, we know what y'all want to do. That's why I always say when you can impose your will on somebody. I don't, and you get to a point where we run this so good, we don't care what you run. We don't care what defense you come out of. We'll adjust. But we're going to run this play here. I'm going to tell you I'm going to run it. I'm going to still drop the ball where I need to drop the ball at. And we're going to score. You want to know one play to make it all go full circle that was ran like that, that you knew was coming but couldn't be stopped? Counter Trey. You knew. The Redskins were going to run counter trade. They were going to run gut seal. They were going to run in between the tackles because of the line. And all they did were, with the Hogs replaced the, the pieces. They replaced uh, 
uh, George Stark and, and and Mark May with Joe, you know Joe Jacoby. You had Mark, uh, what's his name, uh, Mark Slareth at guard, uh, Jim Lachey. You had these guys that replaced parts, and it still worked. You knew counter trade was coming. Yeah. You knew Russ Grimm was going to come across, and him, Don Warren, and whoever else is on the side that they're running to, it's going and somebody's Ernest Bynes' nose is going to be in somebody's butt, and they're gone, and it's going to work. You know, everybody in the stadium knows it's coming, but you got to stop it. Mm-hmm. Sure do, sure do. That's the beauty. That's. It's only a hand. The Patriots get like that, but especially when they had Gronk. We are going to Gronk, <laughs> and, and, and the Cowboys could get like that with Witten with Tony uh-huh. Romo. We're we're going to Witten. We're going to Gronkowski with the Patriots. You can't stop it. The only thing you could do, and we talked about this on the last one of the last podcasts, is is do a Hall of Fame move like Ed Reed do with the, when he tricked Peyton Manning. I'm gonna play this covers wrong. Because I know we're playing the Patriots later on in the starting that Patriots, the Colts later on in the season. I'm gonna play this coverage. I just I, I, I don't under, I don't know if people understand the magnitude and how beautiful that is. I'm gonna play this coverage wrong for weeks because I know Peyton Man is, is a is a film hog and he's I'm gonna bait him into one interception. That is dedication on another level. That is. That's a whole nother level of dedication that uh, 98% 98 of the teams in this league don't have. No, they don't. It it, it don't. It it don't. And that hurts your feelings and it just hurts (laughs) your feelings. Because it's just when players are on another level like Ed Reed, you know, Troy Palomalu, it, it, it's just it's just another level. It, we had that in Sean Taylor. Okay, we had that. So that the, uh, uh, you see how long it's taken to even get back to even scrape that a little bit. That was a different animal because when your your when your idols growing up is Ed Reed and Palomalu and different players like that. Don't forget where Ed Reed go to uh, college, Miami. Thank you. So when your idols or you grow up watching Ed Reed and your Ed Reed 2.0, that is dangerous, yeah. brother. The ball gets in your hand. That is dangerous. And it is it may be a touchdown. If if Madden had ratings for Sean Taylor, I know last season he was the 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 mutt master. If you don't know uh Madden, they have a, a different mode as where if you basically collect cards like you would do in a pack and you put different cards together to make a team. So at all times in, in this mode of Madden football, you're collecting cards you're trying to put cards together to make bigger cards. So Sean Taylor was the mutt master, 99 everything. But my thing is that's a disservice to his, I think his play recognition needs to be 120. It can't be 99 because this man, and I know this is this way off the subject, but the the reaction time and the, the coverage of ground he could make up it's just crazy. Like he almost he he would be so far away for the ball he'd just be daring you to throw. I I'm waiting for you to throw this 
so I can run this down. Think about this. When we played Green Bay, he was on – now, you're going down the field. He's on the right side of the field. Brett Favre goes down the left sideline. He comes from the right side of the field, covered as the ball's in the air now. He covers the whole entire field, jumps, makes the interception. When he comes down, he gets the one foot down, taps the back foot, interception, red skin ball. Then he picked off Brett Favre again and, in the end zone. And the, and, the, and the thing with that first play, at no point did he look like he was straining, like he was going 100% full speed. Like he, it, it, I had to go 110 percent to get it. It just looks yes. effortless, like a like a damn bird just flying through the air. Oh, okay, you throwing it over here? Let me go get this real quick. All right, our right, ball. Let's go. Hey, that, that's that's just generational talent. We say that all about all the time. LeBron James, Michael uh-huh. Jordan. These are generational talents that you 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 come across them once every every blue moon. So, but one one I thing I want put them I want to stop. Go this is one thing I want to stop. Is when we we're talking draft, and this is what I want every analyst to stop doing. Just because the safety idolizes Sean Taylor, he's a hard hitter. He got a little coverage. Don't call him the next Sean Taylor. There will never be another Sean Taylor. Yeah, it's going to be a while before. I mean, we're still looking for the next Ed Reed. Yeah, we're still looking for the next Palomalu. They still close to Palomalu the other day. Jumping over the line, uh, anticipating a snap count. Who does that? Who, who's done that since he's he, Ray? Ray might have been the only other person. I, the the you know what play stick out with me with Ray Lewis. Remember when he ended the game? I think they were playing the Chargers. Do you remember he jumped the damn snap count? And before, I think it was was it Breeze handing the ball off to LT Ladainian Thomason when he handed the ball to LT. I'm talking about put it in his hand. Ray Lewis is already there tackling him. Game over. Uh-huh. Game over. So, we get a little excited. We got to put the mothership <laughs> back in neutral. Because right now, right now, we was on warp 20. We are in three or four different galaxies down. And we got to bring that thing back. We got to bring that thing back. I mean, you get, we talk about nostalgia. You start talking about things and you, you know, you bring up memories, but you know, I'm I'm gonna stop. <laughs> and you know what? That's what we're gonna cut it off right then and there. This has been Redskins perspective. We are the sideline junkies. We are excited, but we are out of here. Peace out, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed the show. This has been another sideline junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.